This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. at UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. Uh, a couple of things. Obviously, first of all, I hope you had a very good Christmas. Second of all, uh, I'm recording this in the in-laws' place. This is why there's a different surroundings. Thirdly, we are doing this on the newer laptop, which means that if the voice goes a bit robotic, please do let me know. Um, but we're trying to, I'm basically trying to use these headphones to see if it makes things any better, but I'm not sure if it's going to work. So uh, we'll probably not even use them, but do let me know if things go a little bit weird. Um, and, and I'll try and address that as soon as feasibly possible. It's not going to be as long a show either, of course, because people are still sleeping and stuff. So I want to bear that in mind as well. But good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Uh, we've got uh, old Dave, we've got Olawale, we've got Maximus and Matt G, we've got uh, Kaiser. Temi Junior, we've got uh, James, we've got Damien, Rich, Vivian, Runs with Cows, Paul, Jean, Pam, NSW, Mr. Ree, Steve Stone, and all the rest of you guys and girls as well. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me. It means the absolute world. If you could drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. If you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show, that would be very much appreciated. Right, let's jump into today's stories, shall we? We start with uh, the Boxing Day games today taking place in the Premier League. Newcastle taking on Nottingham Forest in the first 12.30 kickoff of the day. All of the games are available today on Prime Video, which you can see. So even if you're based in the UK, you can actually watch every single game, believe it or not. Yes, that does exist, including 3pm kickoffs here in the UK. 
Bournemouth against Fulham, Sheffield United against Luton, Burnley against Liverpool, and Manchester United at Aston Villa is the eight o'clock kickoff. Burnley Liverpool, as I mentioned already, is the five thirty kickoff today as well. So some really exciting fixtures, of course. I think the ones that we're looking out for the most are that Burnley Liverpool game. Can Burnley do Arsenal? A favour can Manchester United, again, after they helped against Liverpool, do us a favour against Aston Villa as well. Some really interesting fixtures there. Sheffield United-Luton, massive game down the bottom of the table, of course. Three points for either team would be a huge boost to their survival hopes. Whilst Bournemouth taking on Fulham is another interesting game as they try to avoid the drop. And Newcastle, after they lost to Luton, we're looking to try and bounce back against Nottingham Forest side that have recently launched that appeal. Well, not even an appeal, it was a complaint into the PGMOL about their own officiating in that game. Moving more into the Arsenal world, though, and looking specifically at uh, kind of transfers, there's a couple of stories that we need to discuss. You'll be unsurprised to learn that Christmas Day was not particularly filled with the most in terms of stories. So don't expect us to be talking about transfers for the next hour because Christmas Day doesn't tend to offer up too much news. But Anna Nixon, a journalist reporting that Eddie Nketiah uh, despite being linked with an exit away from the club, uh, is not um, for sale. So Eddie Nketiah, not for sale at all, uh, according to Arsenal, and is not going to be made uh, for available sale unless Arsenal get kind of a ridiculous offer during this window. We're not expecting them to to sell him. And I know that a lot of people were looking at Nketiah and thinking, well, if Arsenal are going to go out and sign a striker, it probably makes sense that Eddie Nketiah be the man that, that makes way um, with either a 30 or 40 million pound potential exit. But at the moment, it doesn't seem that Eddie Nketiah will be going anywhere. And the suggestions are that Arsenal have no intention of letting him leave. And they see him as a key part of a group that will be going for the title again this season. So, Eddie Nketiah, at the moment, set to stay at Arsenal. And the headline story of the day comes out of Italy and comes from Victor Ozymen's agent. Of course, we've learned that Victor Ozymen is in that process of having signed a brand new deal at Napoli that takes him through a significant period. That said, there is an understanding that Victor Ozymen's new deal contains a release clause. And so therefore, because of that, things might change. Now, uh, his agent, Kalenda, was speaking about that. He said, release clause, the co- the contract is confidential. Uh, he says, next summer, it will be the same. We'll speak to Napoli and we will decide together. Last summer, some monstrous bids arrived, but we decided to stay. So it seems, despite the fact that Arsenal have been linked with a move for Ozymen, he won't be going anywhere, of course, in January, like we didn't really expect him to. But there is still potential for him to leave in the summer of 2024 because there is potential for a release clause to be um, that, that exists supposedly in that contract. But they are keeping things very close to their chest regarding how much that costs. So I imagine that might not be as tight-lipped if a club were to come in inquiring about the potential of activating it. But for now, there is nothing to suggest that um men will be leaving for anything other than that release clause whatever that may be there's suggestions it could be 130 million euros i've seen reports saying 140 million euros and i know that a lot of napoli fans get very frustrated about whenever any rumors come up but just know that these are the quotes directly from the player's agent that there will be discussions over his potential exit in the summer so that is all of today's stories which means we're going to swiftly move on to part two after a very quick part one and your questions right after this. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat box and tackle some of your questions. As I say, it's going to be a, a shorter show today because we are uh, enjoying Boxing Day. And I'm also starting work, actually. Uh, I start work this morning. I'm doing a eight-hour shift covering the club, as usual. And, uh, of course, on Wednesday, Arsenal face West Ham. We'll be bringing you a preview show of that game as soon as feasibly possible, probably tomorrow afternoon slash evening. We'll let you know as soon as we'll be uh, shouting out for some of our uh, our members in the Discord server. So make sure you look out for that one. Right, let's go into the chat box, shall we? Um, Matt G says Chelsea will offer Victor Ozimena a 74-year contract on £500,000 per week. Almost certain. Did you see? I don't know if I only managed to witness this yesterday, um, but I witnessed the Pochettino rant um, that he spoke of, I think, in the wake of the... Uh, the defeat against Wolves, um, which was on Christmas Eve. Um, but maybe it was before that game. Um, I'm trying to find the quotes here. Um, I think he was speaking before, ironically, the game against Wolves. Uh, yeah, it seems that he is. Um, he talked about uh, Chelsea not being a charity, which is kind of a very poignant piece. Um, he says... About uh, He was asked about kind of uh, Christopher and Kunku and Lavia in the Friday press conference before the game against Wolves. And he says, uh, Lavia is the same as Nkunku after nearly six months. Maybe he'll be involved with the team. He is doing well, but he needs time for his best form. All of the players after a big period, they are desperate to be involved. Even a message for the player. They cannot make the mistake. They want to be involved, but we are a competition and the competition is serious. They need to train really hard every day because they need to have an impact every time they go onto the pitch. But it's actually the comments after this that are interesting. It says, for many things, it is an excuse. For many, it is, I want to play. If I cannot play, I cannot perform. You need to understand, but players need to understand that it is not a charity to play. We need to win. The environment of the player are also disappointed. I am disappointed to have a player who should be important for us not playing. It's not because I don't believe in them. It's too many players are training and playing six months and are more ready than them. It's about the moment today who is ready to compete and ready to compete and can learn and add to the team. Maybe I'm taking too much, uh, talking too much, but come on, it is annoying me. Not you, people around the player, all the player. I'm disappointed. The club is disappointed. It is investing big to perform and score goals, pay its salary every month if you are injured or not performing, who suffered for the coaches, for the club, 
it is to get the right balance. Very, very pointed words from Maurizio Pochettino there. And that was before the Wolves game. So his frustration would have only got even worse after they lost away at Wolves. It does for a, it does sense like perhaps he's losing or has even already lost the dressing room. I've always felt like Mauricio Pochettino was a manager that they needed to invest time into, but he's never been a manager necessary that has been just thrown money at players over and over again. Even at PSG, he had a squad that was tweaked and changed somewhat, but nowhere near the chaos that has changed and the upheaval that has happened at Chelsea over the last you know year. And so much so that they're even talking about maybe selling Conor Gallagher. I mean, that seems madness. I know some Chelsea fans that, and I'm going to say this bluntly and perhaps rudely, that don't really understand football are saying, well, it's Conor Gallagher. If you can get 40 million, sell him. It's like, you need to so you need to appreciate the identity of your team. You appreciate having players in the group that understand what Chelsea Football Club is. The same way in which Arsenal have got loads of players in their team that don't necessarily get loads of minutes all the time, but they understand what Arsenal is, that they are good for the club. People whinged and moaned about the fact that we offered Mohamed Elneny, for instance, a one-year extension to his contract. Now, he's not involved like Conor Gallagher is for Chelsea, but by extending that one-year contract in Elneny's deal, even though he was never going to play anywhere near as much as what maybe people wanted another midfielder to do, ultimately, Arsenal have got enough depth with Rice and Partey and Jorginho in that midfield that they could afford, if you like, to give Elneny another year extension. And so because of that, you've kept a player that knows the club, knows the situation, and doesn't need to worry about, you know, having any particular um, chaos with the manager. And the manager needs those types of players in the team as well. So even though I expect Elneny to move on, it is the right decision that Arsenal extended Elneny's deal. And if Chelsea were to sell Conor Gallagher, it would be a horrific choice for that football club and certainly emphasise the problems that are being made up and down that team in terms of its decision-making. Uh, Bulgarian Guna says, who would you start in midfield instead of suspended Kai Havertz? I think I would start Emil Smith-Rowe. If not, it would probably be Jorginho um, and then moving Rice just to give Arsenal a bit of coverage and, and foundation that middle because West Ham are no mucks. You know, they're having a very good season once again and Mohamed Kudus and James Ward-Prowse have come in as really good signings for them. Bowen continues to be very good. And we've already been told how good they're going to be with how they played against us earlier this year. So probably um, probably what we will see is a, uh, is a Jorginho Rice midfield, but it could be Emil Smith-Rowe instead. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to Becoming a Therapist says, Tom, where did you get the Christmas jumper? It's a Christmas T-shirt, if you will. Uh, and it's, uh, hold on, there we go. Deck the halls. Very good. Very, very, very good. Um, let's go to Jonas who says, are there any players good enough that can improve the squad available on loan? I actually want to I want to get some of your comments. If you're listening on Catch Up or you're listening on audio platforms, you want to hop over to YouTube and leave a comment about this. I put a tweet out a couple of days ago that, was, that asked the question, how many players have Manchester City signed on loan that you could name? So if you can name me, how many players of Man City over the last, let's say, half decade during this period of real dominance? How many players have they tended to sign on loan? And then if you can't think of anyone really for that, that has been a successful loan move, you've got players like maybe Frank Lampard that arrived, Scott Carson, um, maybe. And then think about the Liverpool team that won the league during COVID. Did they have any key players in that squad arrive on loan during that season? 
Think back to the Leicester team that won in 2016. Think back to the Chelsea team that won the league. How many loan players did those teams tend to incorporate into their squads? And the reason why I ask is because I'm not sure if a loan is really that accessible for a team that is competing for a title. Now, you might say, well, it's good to add depth, you know, it's good to add numbers, but is it really worth it in a sense of taking up a space in the squad, investing money and wages into somebody that could maybe be invested a little bit later on down the line into somebody else that isn't going to offer you the level of quality? And for me, the issue with that is because I don't think the players that you could get on loan are going to give you enough. I could be wrong. And we could see Arsenal go into the market in January, find the perfect loan player and bring them in. I personally don't think that there is going to be that many, if any, opportunities to bring the player that Arsenal need in on loan for the rest of this season. It's going to be very difficult for Arsenal to find a loan player of the requisite quality in the position they need from a club that are willing to let them leave on loan. Very difficult. Indeed. One of the options they could do is obviously they've got a number of players on loan. Now, it is my understanding, and I reported this on Football.London in the weeks going up to the window, that some of our players on loan, Tavares, Bakonga, these players don't have recall clauses in their deals. It could be that Arsenal come to an agreement with those clubs about cancelling those loans or bringing them back if they want to. I don't know the situation with Kieran Tierney, if there's a recall clause or not, but in any case of a loan, a club can come to an agreement with the other club about cancelling that loan deal. I don't see Kieran Tierney returning uh, in January. I'd be very, very surprised if that happened. Arsenal wants to try and maximise his value as he enters the final year uh, of his contract that he, of course, signed after he's now on loan with Real Sociedad this season. And Arsenal will be hoping to get a significant fee for Kieran Tierney in the summer uh, when he comes back. So that's certainly worth considering um, and certainly worth thinking about. I can't see Arsenal bringing him back, though. Uh, Matt G says, Odegaard was indeed alone. We weren't really competing for the title, though, that season, Matt. Um, so Arsenal have done plenty of loans, but we're looking specifically at teams that competed for titles. Did they tend to be able to bring in players that could add to a title charge? I don't think too many teams that have competed for titles have really brought players in of the requisite quality. And Erdegaard was a brilliant, brilliant find on loan, by the way, and probably would have added to a title-challenging team. But they are unicorns, I think, those types of loans. And maybe it was a bit of an anomaly in the ether rather than anything else. At uh, least, says, Tom, I love Arteta, but how long do you give him with no tro trophies forthcoming? You give him as long as it takes um, for it to stop working, Lee. It's quite as simple as that. You know, I know some fans out there kind of crazily think that if we don't win any trophies this season, it means that Arteta should go, which is ridiculous, just for starters. The idea about Arsenal and a manager and how a dynamic works between the coach and the club is that if the club is moving forwards, if it is moving in the right direction, if it is competing at the highest level, you don't sack the coach. You just don't. You sack the coach if they are underachieving, if the club is not achieving its expectations, which in a season in which Manchester City is everybody, bar a very rare fuse, favourite to win all of the competitions on offer, if you only are losing it in the league to Man City or somebody else, then I think at that point you've got to be disappointed, of course. But suggesting that if we don't win a trophy this season, he must go, typically tends to come from people that A, 
don't really show up on our phone-in shows, B, are just looking for attention. That's kind of the, the category I find these people in because uh, they usually can't back it up. <laughs> so that's the way forward with that. Uh, Rob says, only way that we should do alone is an Edu special, alone with an obligation. I mean, alone with an obligation is basically buying a player. I don't really count that in this debate around, um, you know, loans. If you're loaning somebody with you know, an obligation to buy, that's basically just a, a purchase, isn't it? You're going to buy that player. So there you go. LB says, Tom's expectations is not winning trophies. LB's expectation is to go another day of being detached from understanding what people mean because LB hasn't got a clue in the chat box what my expectations are. My expectations for Arsenal are to be better than they were the year before. My expectations are to progress. And the, certainly the aims of Arsenal Football Club should be to win things always. Arsenal should be aiming to win things always. But if your expectation at the start of the season is that Arsenal are to win a trophy, despite your expectation of Man City being the favourites, you are a hypocrite. <laughs> that is just the way that it works by the definition of those words. So LB, I'd love to have you on our phone-in show. I don't think you'll show up but please do drop me a line on one of our social feeds to let me know if you're available because I'd love to debate this topic with you. Uh, Flo Show says, what is the guarantee that bringing in a new coach now wouldn't set us back a one, a, another one or two years, if not more? And this is kind of the point that we talk about. You look at Chelsea right now. You might have Arsenal fans out there were crying that Arsenal weren't spending enough money. Spending doesn't guarantee you trophies. It just doesn't. Spending will never guarantee anyone trophies. It is about how you spend those trophies. Uh, sorry, how you spend that money. It's about who you trust to build the squad with that money. And if you have the right combination, it can lead to some progression and hopefully lead you towards trophies as well. Now, if you take Chelsea, for example, over the last since they sacked Thomas Tuchel and Todd Bowley has, of course, come in, they've had... Potter, they now got Pochettino, they had um, Tuchel under Bowley as well. They've gone through three coaches and during the time of those, uh, during the time since Todd Bowley arrived at Chelsea, I don't think they've won anything, have they? Since Todd Bowley has arrived at Chelsea, I don't think, I could be wrong, tell me in the chat if I am, I don't think they have won any trophies at all because they continue to invest stupidly and they continue to just shake up the the, the tree, if you like, with constant changes of managers. Managers have had their players. Tuchel brought in some of his. Potter then brought in some of his. And now Pochettino has brought in some of his. And you've got kind of this amalgamation of a of a team that doesn't work. And now you've got players that aren't happy. And you've got players that want the manager gone. You've got players that aren't playing. It's just not a very smart, smart position for Chelsea to be in. And some fans of our club, I think, would want us in that situation. Not intentionally. But their desire is to just change the coach because we didn't win a trophy this season, despite the fact that we showed fantastic ambition, fantastic progression and potential, and that we're moving in the right direction. Some of those fans would sacrifice that just to try and take a risk on another coach. It's short-sighted. It's, it's, it's short and for me, it's absent-minded to, to think in this way because it's just not the right way. And I think if you look to Arteta, who is in his first job as Arsenal manager, not even as Arsenal, man. The first job ever has taken a club that were beaten and broken and fractured and on the decline. And he has overhauled the squad, brought in an entirely new cast of people behind the scenes and into the playing staff as well. 
and taken that team to a place where they are competing with a juggernaut that currently faces an alleged 115 breaches. It is a wonderful achievement what Arteta has done. I borderline don't say it's success yet because I want to see more and I want to see his winning trophies and he absolutely has to try and do that. But the achievement is something quite sensational for me to see Arsenal where they are now because nobody, all these people saying Arteta needs to be sacked if he doesn't win anything, none of those people thought we'd be where we are under Arteta right now. None of them. Factually, none of them thought we would be here. And they've already been proven wrong. And I am kind of inclined to think that they are not the people that I really want to side with when judging this football club. Uh, LMS says, uh, Arteta is making better in-game decisions and has learned from those errors. Let's let him do his thing. Uh, Lucio says, lots of fans mixes up football manager and reality. Absolutely. Um, Mike says, oh, come on, Tom. They won top of the bottom 10 trophy. I I do. Forgive me. I did forget that that was the trophy that uh, Chelsea had indeed won. Uh, Dennis says, if if supporting Arteta is so hard, go and support someone else because Arteta isn't leaving anytime soon. I don't ever usually agree with this, um, and I still don't. I don't like people telling people to go support somebody else. I think it's better to have a debate and actually realise that usually these people that think in this direction don't have too much logic behind the, th- the, the thought process leading to those opinions. Uh, Nando says, LB, uh, this is still a sport. Show some humility. You challenge for the title. If you don't win, ask why and what could have been done differently. If the reasons aren't strong enough, there will, of course, be questions. And if you have to look at the reasons as why Arsenal didn't win the league last season, if you ask a survey of a 1,000 Arsenal fans why Arsenal didn't win the league last year, what was the primary reason why Arsenal didn't win the league last season, I guarantee you that Arteta being the primary reason will be in the minority of that survey. And the majority of the people surveyed will tell you that the injuries to William Saliba and Takahiro Tomiyasu were the biggest reason why Arsenal didn't win the league. I've spoken to Arteta critics and said to them, do you think if Saliba had stayed fit and Tomiyasu had stayed fit until the end of the year, do you think we would have won the league? And I speak to them and they tell me, yeah, I think we probably would have done. And I say fair play to them for thinking that because they're right. Saliba's injury was the biggest loss that we had during that period, along with Tommy Asu at the exact same time, because people saying, well, we should have done more in the January market to cover Saliba. Yeah, we brought in Tommy Asu in 2021 and we've developed him into a player that can compete with our back four, cover our back four competently. And we lost both of them in the exact same game. And it was a game in which people might turn around and say, well, why did you play him against Sporting in the, in the Europa League? And then at the same time, those people say, well, we've got dropped out of the Europa League. And he's never he's never taken us past the last 16 or the quarterfinals or the semifinals of the Europa League. And we threw the Europa League away. You can't exist in both worlds. You can't criticise our lack of competitivity in the Europa League and then criticise him for playing Saliba in the Europa League because you can't have both. They can't exist in the same place. It's a paradox if you think that's true. It just cannot work. Um, And what we tend to see is then comments like this. And I know that some people are like, why are you giving the critics as much airtime as you can? One, it's quite entertaining. (laughs) Two, I think it's worth highlighting because you often see these little buzzwords come up. And the one buzzword that I see more than any is PR fan base. PR fan base, Arteta's lawyer, Arsenal's lawyers, um, things like this you often see because they don't have an argument. So LB says here, wait for it. If you're listening on audio platforms, you've not seen this comment yet. It's coming. 
PR fan base backing this process blindly. And at this rate, we will never win a title, 20 years in counting, and you lot just supporting this dross. This dross. This, right? This dross. I'm just going to just gonna show my screen to you a second. I want you to remember that word. Just remember it. Just keep that word dross in your minds. I just want to show you something. Just, just briefly, I just want to show you something on the screen. I mean, imagine in your mind, if you're listening on audio platforms, you're opening up the Premier League website. You're going to the little table, little, little word that says table. Remember that word in your minds, supporting this dross. I'm looking at the table. I'm looking at 10th. I'm seeing Chelsea. I'm looking at 8th. I'm seeing Manchester United. I'm looking at 5th. I'm seeing Manchester City. I'm looking at 2nd. I'm seeing Liverpool. I'm looking at 1st. Oh, who is? No, surely. This surely dross can't be 1st in the league. Ridiculous. I must be going mad. Have a fantastic day, people. Enjoy yourselves. Drop a like on the video if you would indeed do so. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow morning with another 8am show and, of course, a preview for the next game, which, of course, that West Ham match at the Emirates Stadium on Thursday. Stay safe, stay well, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.